This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast, a special conversation series that provides a safe space for women of color to share their worthy aha moment. I'm your host, Dominique Clark. And sis, I'm here to remind you that you've been worthy. Hey ladies, welcome back, welcome back. I am super excited because I have another incredible episode with another amazing woman who I can't wait to share with you all. And most importantly, y'all know that I'm here for anybody who stands on self-worth and self-love and Renee Williams is that girl, okay? Renee is the creator of Coco Bella Natural, a hair care product line that caters to those with textured hair. Renee big chopped and developed the brand after experiencing illness and hair loss due to the presence of chemicals in hair products. Named an accidental influencer, Renee became a prominent voice in the natural hair community, encouraging women to accept, love, and care for their kinky curly tresses. In addition to offering her three-step quench complete curl care system, Renee wrote an ebook, Keep It Simple Sis, the journey to healthy hair care and healthy self-esteem, a memoir detailing her big chop and journey to self-discovery. Take a listen. Okay, Renee, I am so excited to talk with you. One of my favorite things to do is to talk to dope black women about the dope things that they are doing for other black women. And so I love the work that you're doing. I love the brand that you've created and I'm so excited to dig into it. So How's your spirit today? How's your spirit? I'm on cloud now and I feel good. So the energy is high. I feel feel amazing. I love it. And you look amazing. This lip color is top tier. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We love it. We love it. And I love your display of products. So for those who are listening and won't watch this or maybe not catch the video, she has a lovely display of her products behind her. Um, so yes, I love it. I love it. So they've gotten to hear how incredible you are. You know, I've, I've shared your bio with the listeners, but tell us who you are personally. So when you step away from the brand and you're at home in your quiet space, who is Renee Williams? I am a mother. I'm a grandmother. I'm a regular girl. I'm just a person who loves life, living it out loud on purpose with intention. Uh, I love people. I love giving back. Um, I am a bona fide nurturer. Um, I, I mother and parent everybody. And I'm I'm in my happy place when I'm helping people in my regular life, in my community service life, just in as a whole. Where does that come from? Your desire to help and honestly be a servant leader, I'm assuming. I think that's something that I was born with, but then again, I think that I think I realized um probably around age six 
that this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, um, well, I made a connection from age six to my adulthood that this is probably what I was supposed to be doing. Um, there was a situation um, where my mom was in trouble with my stepfather. And so we had to leave running or whatever. And so there was this stranger um, with my mom and me and my siblings. We were running in the middle of the night trying to get away from my abusive stepfather. And there was this stranger that helped us. All I know is that we ran to her house across the highway. And when I woke up the next morning, we were in a totally different city in a totally different house with a totally different life. Wow. And I always remembered that at a stranger, even at six, I didn't have the words to articulate it, but a stranger, a strange woman helped another woman and her children. And so I think that always stuck with me. And from there, I've always had the desire to help women, especially innate, I guess. I love that. And you know what I love most is how intentional God is and how he places people at the right time in the right situation to do his work. Because I'm sure this stranger, this strange woman didn't know that she was going to be in a space to lend a helping hand to another family. So we're going to praise God on that because that's beautiful. I love Absolutely. <laughs> and how incredible it is that you've decided to pay it forward, um, that you've decided to do the same thing. I think that is beautiful. And clearly you were doing that through your hair care line. Um, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is how, how you got here. Talk to me about your journey in entrepreneurship, you know, wanting or feeling led to start this business and specifically to cater to black women and their hair. So in 2012, um, you probably already know, I, I bit chop, I thought um, I was making a hair decision. So I, I bit chop, um, I had some health issues um, for, for a few years and I had to make a decision, like if I really wanted like, take care of my health or do I still just want to be cute with long straight hair? So I had to make a decision and I made the decision to big chop. And I honestly thought that I was just making a hair decision. And I, I learned in that, in that decision that people in my situation need, need support because not everyone is happy for the decision that you make and not everyone is accepting and there are people that are critical and sometimes people can get in your head and cause you to feel some type of way about yourself. And so I felt like I know that I was feeling uncomfortable in my own skin with my own decision. And I felt like there were so many women that was also going natural that probably someone else was feeling the same thing I was. And so I, I decided to start a natural hair hair um hair support group just to see or connect with women who might be feeling the same thing that I was feeling. And there were many of us um, because I was feeling ugly and unkept. I was feeling exactly what society told me I should feel mm -hmm. because I was no longer wearing, rocking long straight hair. I had, you know, a boy haircut and I was feeling that way. But I knew that for some reason I was strong enough to get passive. And now, even though I wasn't confident, I wanted I didn't want other women to feel what I felt. So I started this group. And so we came together and I started to teach 
you know, confidence and how it being like a muscle and you got to work it. And even when you're not feeling um, the, the most confident, you got to fake it till you make it kind of thing. And yeah. so um, from there, um, that, that group became my, my community. We became a family and we worked through all the challenges of uh, the societal standards of how we're supposed to look and how unprofessional natural hair is. And so we worked through all of that together. And I started to form like a bond or a following. I hate to say following because I look at them like these, these are my people. This, this is my tribe. You know, this is my community. So I, not necessarily followers, but for some reason, they trusted me and they listened to me. And I thought, I'm just nay. Like, why are they listening to anything that I have to say? But it happened that way. And so that is how um, I became what I'm called now the accidental influencer. Yeah. I didn't realize I was influencing. I just thought that I was doing something natural, helping women out, helping women um, get to a place where they felt secure in their own skin and, you know, getting their self-esteem back. I didn't know that I was influencing, but then that's what I was doing. And so I found a need um, within that niche to like, maybe I should start my own hair care product because I'd been introduced to all these brands yeah. through popularity and had been, you know, promoting their their products and my tribe would um flock out and purchase whatever it was that I was promoting. They trusted that I was giving them, you know, good information. So they would go out and I was like, hmm, maybe I could do this for us. Yeah. Us on our own without having to, you know, purchase someone else's product or promote someone else's product. And so yeah, that's how it started. I was inspired by the many women in the community who trusted me with what I deem the most, one of the most valuable things about themselves is their hair, because, you know, we're all um, led by our, our hair. Like it di dictates who we are and how we feel about ourselves. And, and they trusted me. So I was like, okay, well, let's do this. Yeah, I love how you created something essentially out of a need for yourself, looking for support, looking for other people who were going through the same thing. And then you looking for to fill that need, you ended up filling the needs of someone else, someone else. And so I love that. Um, when you started this. Again, that's how God works. That's how God works. That's how God works. And, you know, it's the same for me with Ben Worthy. I was the girl who didn't know that I was worthy. I was the girl that didn't know that I was enough, that I was beautiful. So it was important for me to create a brand that not only was an affirmation to myself, but to other people who also felt the same way or struggled in that way. So you're right. It's Absolutely. amazing how God will use those things that we struggle with, have self, self doubt about or challenged with, mm -hmm. and will be the very people. <laughs> that he plans to create change and empower Absolutely. people in that very area. So I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm grateful. And I'm sure your community is grateful for your yes and being courageous enough to step up to the plate and even do it and explore yes. um, that challenge that you were having in a big way. So what was that shift like? When did, I know you mentioned that you know, when you first did the big chop, you weren't confident. I chopped my hair at one point too. And I had a really cute pixie, but it took me a minute for me to see it as cute. It was 
do I like my, the way my head is shaped? <laughs> you know, does this really look good? How can I style this um, in a way that's flattering? Am I still attractive? When did that shift turn from insecure to confidence um, after you did the Big Chop? So initially, um, when I did the Big Chop, I, I felt just like you did. All the things that you just described, I had a little short boy haircut. And at first I was like, I know this is what I want. It's going to be beautiful. And I felt a little secure at first, but then you allow people to get into your head. So at that time I was married. And so um, I went home to my husband after I got all of my hair cut off and I was expecting him to say, oh, it looks really nice. It looks good on you. And so he said, it don't look bad. And so all of the confidence that I had on the ride home, it was just shattered um, when I got when I got to the house because I was really expecting some support from him. Yeah. And so once and so, and so I, I did feel insecure and unattractive. And I was like, well, maybe this wasn't the right decision. But ultimately, I had to get out of my head. I had to get him out of my head. And yeah. I had to decide that even though right now, like I said, I don't feel as confident. I feel a little bad um, because he doesn't think that I'm attractive anymore. Although he didn't say that because, you know, you can say one thing and we can hear a million other things. All he said was, it, it don't look bad. And I heard, you're ugly. I don't want you no more. You know, I heard all of those things. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and so, but ultimately, I, I felt like if I am going to be the person to inspire other women yeah. to feel good about themselves and to walk in their authentic beauty, I can't be a hypocrite. Yeah, I've got to do that for myself. And so I made it, it was simply a decision. Just like you said, I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am love. I am confident. I'm all of those things. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says. I literally just made a decision. One day I just made a decision and, and that's who I became. And it changed the way you showed up in a room. It changed the way. Yes. It changed the way you presented yourself. I'm sure. And I'm sure you had a new air of confidence about yourself where they were like, well, who's this girl? Uh, chest stuck out, hair held up, aisle strutting like it ain't no tomorrow. Absolutely. I love it. One of the things I love is that your products cater to Black women and our tresses. Um, we have seen the beauty industry diversify so much over the last recent years. We're starting to see a lot of Black women take up space like yourself in this industry. And I am so here for it. Talk to me about the importance of representation um, for us in the beauty space. Absolutely. So, yeah, of course, growing up, I, I'm sure I'm much older than you, but I grew up in a time where women um, were supposed to be seen, you know, just sit over here and look cute and you didn't have a voice and, and all those things. And there were not, um, we were not taught how to take care of our hair because society said that we needed to either put a straightening comb through it or a relaxer in it so that it can be easier to manage. And so there were not a lot 
of um, products for us. And even when I started on my natural hair journey, there were a few, um, but there wasn't a plethora of, 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 of products for us to choose from. And so my thing is that I wanted to create a brand that not only um, took care of your hair, which is it's very important, but my brand is about health all from the top to the bottom, from inside out. So it was important to me to have all natural and organic ingredients. I was not open to using synthetic ingredients at all because I had some health issues as it related to the chemicals and products I used to use to keep straight hair. So it was important for me to um, make sure that I was offering quality products with quality ingredients and not, I don't want to use the word selling out, but I, I, I refuse to compromise on my ingredients to be more marketable in a, in a big area. I don't, I won't be someone who says, okay, okay well, yeah, if I want to make more money, then I'll compromise and make this cheaper ingredient. I, I, that's just not me. So it's important for people to see me being who I am authentically. I, I am, I am a business, I am a for-profit business. So I do want to make a profit, although I want quality first. Yeah. I want quality. I want to take. I want to take care of the people who take care of me first. I love that. I was at an event this weekend, and Tabitha Brown was speaking, and she was talking about. I love Tabitha. We don't we love Tab. We love Tab. <laughs> and she was talking about the power of our no, specifically a no from Black women, because people with money who can invest who can, you know, help us push our products or our businesses out there are not used to us saying no. They're used to, okay, let me take what I can get. And so when you say no, there's power behind that. And she was talking about her seasoning and how they, she doesn't put salt in any of her stuff, but McCormick mm -hmm. wanted her to add salt to her seasoning brand online. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And they were confused. Like, huh? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you take, this is a great deal. And she's like, no, I'm not going to compromise who I am and the type of absolutely that I want. And I know who I'm serving and I'm an authentic person. I'm, I'm going to stay true to who I am and, and what I speak about. And so I love that you did that same thing and understood that, Hey, you might throw a dollar my way, but what God has for me is for me and I'm not going to miss. So if you can't bend to do what I need and stand by what my products, I want my products to stand for, then that's okay. There's somebody else's another opportunity and maybe even a greater opportunity on the other side of this. So I love that. I always say that if you settle for less than what you want or what you deserve, you'll end up getting less than what you actually settled for. Wow. So just stand firm on who you are authentically like Tab says like I, this I, I'm not willing to budge yeah I love that are there have there been any um misconceptions or stereotypes that you've had to address through your products about black hair because I think sometimes you know people will assume with black hair you know certain things don't work or you got to use this type of product or with black people, you can't do this or black hair because it's more coarse than others. And it may want to coil more than be straight. Are there any 
stereotypes or misconceptions that you've had to address through the branding or messaging of your product or products? Yes. Um, my biggest pet peeve in the entire natural hair world is hair typing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to the number and letter hair typing for A, B, C, Q. I, I don't. I think that is just another way, whether it's intentional or unintentional, for people to divide us. Mm -hmm. Kind of like colorism, light skin, blacks, dark skin, blacks. And I hate that because I just happen to think that hair is hair. And I, I don't like the the good hair, bad hair, because people will say, well, yeah, the products work on your hair because you have good hair. I don't like that. And so it, people come with that defeated attitude like, well, yeah, you got good hair. And it, will it work on my 4C hair? And I'm thinking anything, if you take good care of it, will be good because you can have you can have a, a nice Mercedes and I can have a Toyota Corolla. But if I take good care of the maintenance of my Toyota Corolla, it might just be on the road longer than your Mercedes because you're not taking care of you riding it hard. You're not getting the oil change. You're not rotating the tires. And so that is the misconception that products are not going to work because it's not made for my hair. It's specifically for a certain hair type. And they get that because, number one, they watch too much YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that part. So they're 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 watching they're watching and believing influencers, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of influencers are getting paid yeah. to to give information. So they're in and out, you know, doing a quick wash and a style, and they're gone. And so they don't show the behind the scenes that the reason why these women have beautiful hair because they have a maintenance of it. They have a regimen that all they see is that quick style. And so I don't like I don't like the hair typing trust at all because it makes women feel defeated from the beginning. You get judged if you say, well I have 4A hair. And you get judged if you say you have 4C hair. And I just think that if they let that go, um, then they can get to a place to where they can be taught to take care of what they have the best way that they can and to make it the best that it can be. So yeah, that kind of thing. And you're spot on with the influencer conversation outside of them being paid to promote a product. Their perspective is also very limited because they only have their hair to judge it off of. And I recall going to YouTube university and looking mm -hmm. to influencers about what products and how to use them. And it didn't turn out the same way for me. Right. And so People have got to be willing to explore different products, take the advice or take, you know, their feedback from that experience and then try something else and see what works for you because it may not. Keeping in mind that this person is also getting paid to promote <laughs> this product. I just think that people have to train us. It's just like, it's just like healing yourself and I, I, like in an emotional way. So we all have like, childhood trauma or relationship traumas or whatever. And so when you make a decision that this thing is not working for me anymore, I need to do something to heal it. And so maybe you seek therapy or maybe you go to a life coach or maybe you do something to heal inside. It's the same thing like with your hair. You got to heal it. So you, de you determine it's broken. It's not optimal. So you got to heal it. And so you've got to learn it 
Yeah. Because in order to heal yourself, you've got to do some deep diving inside to determine why is it that I act this way? Why is this a trigger for me? Why is this? It's the same thing. Why is my hair not responding to yeah. this product? Because you've got to know your hair and like you've got to know yourself. And people are lazy yeah. and they just want to be told what to do. They don't want to do. They don't want to educate themselves. They just want to be told what to do, which is why they live on YouTube, watching the yeah. influencers who are getting paid. And they're not learning anything except for what happens with, with that person. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com to know um, per, that person's hair and you're so right about you know when your hair is not responding to a certain product the way someone else's i found with my hair that it wasn't a product thing it was an internal thing so my hair wasn't responding well to any product because i had some vitamin d deficiency and some other things going on that was preventing my hair from being full and growing and um, not shed and, and things like that. And so I'm spending money and we know th these products are can be expensive. Can be. A lot of money on different products and not realizing it wasn't the product. It was something that was happening internal that was impacting my hair from responding. And so. And it may not even be like a medical thing. I mean, the nutrients that you take in from food yeah. also you know, you, you got to eat right. You got to drink enough water. I mean, you can't expect to be healthy from head to toe if all you eat are Big Macs or, you know, Whoppers or whatever. You've got to take take water. Drinking Cokes. Um, not that you can't have a Coke or a Pepsi. I'm just saying that you every, everything goes inside of your body going to come out. And so if you're not nourishing your body, then you're not nourishing your hair or your nails or any of those things. Your skin. None of that. So I can imagine on this journey for you from the time you did the big chop to the time you started your business to maybe even moments now, there have been moments of fear. Can I do this? Will I be successful? Um, will people purchase the product? Even though you had your community, talk to me about a time where you were fearful and if you were. And what now is your exit plan for fear? So when fear starts creeping up, how do you combat that? So my fear was because I had spent so much time in this community years um, before I even started the product. And I had given away so much information and so much knowledge and did so many tutorials. And I thought, why in the world is anyone going to pay me mm. for all of the free expertise I've given out? So I'm not, I, that, that was my fear. Like, what, what's going to make them buy from me? I've been giving them everything for free. Now I want to charge for it. And so that was my fear. Yeah. And so my friend was like, um, girl, these people love you. They trust you. These, these are your people. Get out your own head. Get out your own head. Because that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, I know. I know they love me, you know, because I'm, I know that. But now I'm going to be saying, hey, can you pay me for this? And what if they don't? And 
she just encouraged me to get out of my head. And I sat back and I, I said this, um, you know, I, I do pray and God talks to me. I think I, I don't know what I told you, but at like three o'clock in the morning. So I could be soundly asleep and I'm, I pop awake at three o'clock in the morning because God got something to say to me. Yeah. And he says to me, what's yours is yours. The people who trust you and know you will come. Yes. The people who don't come, those aren't your people. Kind of like when you say, man, I need to get all my ducks in a row. Well, God said, well, Renee, maybe they're not all your ducks. Ooh. Your ducks will come. And so that's how I get out of my head when I think, because um, each time I launch a product, I'm like, I want to have another sellout launch, but I won't have another sellout launch. And then I tell myself, girl, stop playing. Every product you've launched is going to sell out. So stop playing. So yeah, I will I will get in my head for a second, but then I have to go back and say, you try, you're trying to get all these ducks in the row and all these ducks are yours. Everybody is not going to come with you on the entire journey. Some people are going to get off on, you know, Fourth in Maine. Other people are going to travel to the end of the destination with you. So be happy with that. Yeah. And that's okay. And I love that you talked about that they trust you because we all know that the key to a successful brand is building a community that knows, likes, and trusts you. And when they when you have all of those things, if you ask them to pay for a product, if you have an event or you have something going on and you are asking for their support, more than likely they're going to do that. And I think the great thing about how you've been able to build this community is that you weren't trying to sell anything other than encouragement, other than, like you said, self-esteem. And so it was probably a natural progression for them to support you in the launch of your line because you had already poured in and given to them so much. And that was my fear. like I poured in and given so much that I'm not going to want to pay for it. But the reason why they wanted to pay for it because I had poured into That's them right. and given so much. And so it was the reciprocity part. Yeah. So what was the process in creating these products? What was your first product? What did you start with? Um, and, and was it challenging? Was it hard? It was hard because I had no experience whatsoever in formulating products. Yeah. I had educated myself on ingredients and the importance and how they interact with each other and which ingredient do what. But as far as to say, okay, so I'm going to use four ounces of this and five, I had no idea at all. Mm -hmm. So I did seek the um, assistance from a cosmetic chemist for my first product. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that my, as far as my hair care philosophy, I always say that natural hair um, requires a certain amount of hydration and moisture to thrive. And so I was always big on deep conditioning, deep conditioning, whatever you do, you can use any kind of shampoo and you can even use any kind of styler, but you've got to, you've got to deep condition. You've got to get your hair hydrated. So I knew that my first product would be some form of deep conditioner. Yeah. And so again, I consulted with the cosmetic, um, chemist, who helped me learn about how to, um, you know, formulate and determine what, how much goes into it. When, when I tell you, she was money well spent. Wow. Because now I got it. <laughs> like, okay, I, I'm formulating on my own. So yeah. So the, it was, it was challenging because I didn't even know a cosmetic chemist. 
Yeah. This is this is how I know that it's a God thing. I didn't I didn't know a cosmetic chemist. And um someone said I saw her on Instagram. I'm not a very trusting person, but I saw her on Instagram and I was going through her page and I was like, oh, so she does cosmetic chemistry and I was reading it. And so I messaged her. And so we scheduled a call. And so instantly, like when we started talking, I was like, this is my person. I have not interviewed with not another cosmetic chemist at all. I'm like, this is this is my person. And my first product was amazing. It's still my best seller. Wow. And it's the deep conditioner. It's the deep conditioner. It's a three-in-one deep conditioner, leave-in conditioner, and a deep tangler. Nice. So tell me about some of the other things you have in your product line. So the deep conditioner was the first one. And then everybody, because I let my audience tell me what they wanted me to do next. I didn't come out with like six products at one time because that ain't how I work. (laughs) So when I launched a deep conditioner, they was like, okay, so we need a twist cream. And so, um, so the next thing was my um, intense hydration curl cream. And so you can use it for twists and, you know, braid outs and you can do roller sets and all that stuff with it. So that was my second product. And so then they said, we need a shampoo. (laughs) I was like, okay, shampoo. And so part of my regimen um, for my hair care before I created my shampoo was that I used, I used to do um, apple cider vinegar rinses. Okay. Um, because it helps detox the scalp and it helps your curls pop. And so I knew that when I formulated the shampoo that I want to have ACD as one of the ingredients. And so um, um, moisturizing cleanser with ACD, then ACD, and it um, is my shampoo. That's a good seller, too. It's a really good seller. So then I had a complete curl care system. That's the, the three products. That's the complete curl care system. And then they started to ask for a gel. And I was never a person to use gel because I'm a two-strand twist-out queen. So I always use creams. But I was like, well, Renee, you're not the only person that's going to be using these products. you got to give these people what they want. <laughs> and so I didn't like gel because gel could be gummy and gooky and, you know, make your hair hard. And I'm all about, you know, the movement and the softness. I'm like, okay. And so then my gel, um, I just create, I create a, created the gel. I just launched that Mother's Day weekend. Oh, nice. I Congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah, I have those products. Um, I have two that um, I'm working on now. I love it. Well, yeah. we can't wait to hear it. And I got to try some of your products so that I can get up to speed on all the greatness you've created yeah. over there. <laughs> so, one of the things that I do here on Been Worthy Pod is I ask my guests their worthy aha moment. And so that is that moment in life where you realize the career, the love, the life, whatever your heart desired, not only were you worthy, but you've been worthy and started moving and thinking accordingly. Uh, For some people, that's one big moment. For a lot of us, it's several moments, you know, throughout our journey that we had this moment of like, let me get myself together and and straighten up my back a little bit because I'm worthy of having this or even just dreaming about this and then receiving it. Um, What was that moment 
for you? So it wasn't a moment, um, like one moment. It was it was an actual journey from Big Chop in June of 2012 until July of 2016. So it was a little journey because when when I go back to that Big Chop, I literally thought that I was making a hair decision. Yeah. Turns out I was actually making a life decision. It was the best thing that could have happened for me. It 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 brought me from insecure, low self suffering, low self worth to yeah. I wish somebody would say something to me. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I I yeah. And that's that that's not not in a cocky way. Yeah. Um but yeah, like you say, I, I am worthy. Mm-hmm. All the good that is coming to me has come to me will come to me in the future i deserve it i'm worth it i i i I accept it i receive it i am confident that what is for me is for me i don't ask god why me i just thank him yeah talk to your present self from your future self what do you have to look forward to? From my future self to my present self. Yeah. Oh, wasn't prepared for that. Let me see. <laughs> I got to think on that. So what will my future self say to me today? Yeah. Um, it was worth it. Mm. Everything that you went through, every trial, every tribulation, every heartbreak, every sleepless night, all the times you didn't eat, all the times you didn't think you were good, it was all worth it. You didn't even know how much you had in you and and look at you, you did it. I love it, I love it. And so you did it, you're doing it, right? You're doing it right now. And I know you have an ebook that helps other women Keep it simple with their hair, isn't it called? Keep it simple, sis. Keep it simple, sis. Keep it simple, sis. Talk to us about how you're helping other people and and, uh, through your ebook, keeping the natural hairstyle simple uh, with the steps and and tools and tips that you provide. So the ebook started out actually as a um, FAQ. Mm -hmm. I would get so many DMs, inbox questions, people want one on one. How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do that? And it became overwhelming. I couldn't respond. As my following grew or my community grew, I had less time to respond individually because I used to respond to everybody individually trying to tell them how to do things or then I would do like live videos. And it became overwhelming that I couldn't do that anymore. So I was like, okay, let me just put together like a little FAQ, um, put the most asked questions and answer those questions. And while I was doing that, I said that to myself, anybody can just say, okay, you know, this is what low just hair is, or this is, you've got to give them something to, to relate to. And so I started like adding store, my own personal stories of my journey of when I big chopped or when I received negative feedback from people or when, you know, I was judged or, you know, when I lost, when lost my edges from a protective style. So I started to add those things so, um, into my own personal stories. 
so that people could relate and see that they weren't not alone in when they're thinking, I'm never going to get my hair to do anything, whatever. I don't care how many times she say, you know, um, I'm cleanse, condition, and create. I don't care how many times she says that I'm never going to be able to do it. And so I start to add personal stories in it so that they could relate. And so yeah. the, keep it simple, sis. Don't think too much into it. It's hair. Yeah. It, it's hair. I mean, it's important. Yeah. It, it, is, it does kind of define who you are and how you feel, but it's still just hair. Don't stress. If you stress about it, it's not fun. And the journey is not supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. So just keep it simple, sis. I love it. Where can we get that ebook? So the ebook is on my website. My website is cocobellanatural.com. And that's C-O-C-O-B-E-L-L-A natural.com. I love it. Okay, so I like to end out each episode with a little rapid fire game. It's very simple. Uh It's very quick. Um, And so I'm going to say a word and you have five seconds or less to say the first word that comes to your mind. You ready? You think you can do it? (laughs) Listen, I'm very competitive. I will play the game even if I don't have a chance of winning and even if the prize (laughs) is just a lollipop. So let's go. Okay, I'm going to give us a, a little drum roll. All right, the first word, black women. Rock. Black hair. Beautiful. Self-confidence. Get it, have it. It's amazing. <laughs> black entrepreneurship. Oh my God. <laughs> Also amazing. Awesome, amazing. (laughs) Did I lose? No, you didn't lose. I got another. I got two more words. Okay, we'll skip that one. We got another word. (laughs) Coco Bella. I can't even come up with Coco Bella. Oh my God. How how am I drawing a blank on my own Coco Bella? I got one for you. The future, next level, everything, black women's hair care solutions, all the things. You see how how we take care of each other? That's what we do. That's what we do. You got me, I got you. That's it. And the last word, and I I believe you're going to take us home with this one, Renee Williams. On the rise, going places, doing it big. Keep looking. Yeah. Check for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for playing the game. You only got stumped, stumped twice, so that's good. <laughs> well, oh, my God. I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast to talk about something that is super important, especially in the black hair Uh, the black community, you know, we now have things like the crown act and laws that protect our hair in various spaces. And so to see black women like you on the forefront, creating solutions for us to protect our hair um, in a natural and clean organic way is so, so important. So I'm grateful for you and the work that you're doing. And even just beyond the hair care, what you're doing 
for the heart, what you're doing for the inside work and helping women see themselves for who God created them to be. And that's beautiful and that's worthy. Um, and so thank you. for it's so important. It's so important. Thank you. Well, Renee, tell us how we can connect with, the, with you. We've got the website. How can we connect with you on social? How can we purchase your products? And in what other ways can we support the work that you're doing? So I am um, at Coco Bella 62 on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest. I'm on threads now, not real <laughs> active on threads, but at Coco Bella 62, you can find me on all those so my um all of my products on my website, um, the cocobellanatural.com. Um, yeah. And my ebook, all the products. I do have t-shirts on my website. So when you visit nice. the website, check out the t-shirts. I got words of affirmations, you know, um, like beauty with beast tendencies and yes. you know, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm everywhere at Coco Bella Natural, um, at Coco Bella 62. Well, here at Benworthy, we love an affirmation. So girls, Benworthy Beauties, make sure you go check out not only, only the hair care products, but the t-shirts as well. Um, we love that. Well, Renee Williams, thank you so much for being a guest on Benworthy, the podcast. We're so grateful for your story and your journey, and we can't wait to see what's next. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. I've been, I've enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for me.